0: Welcome back to Tip of the Spear with your Missoula County Commissioners, uh, Dave Strohmeyer, Josh Slotnick, and myself, Juanita Vero. Um, Today, we have a special guest with us, Lori Francis, the Executive Director for uh, Partnership Health Center. To get started, Lori, give us an introduction about who you are and uh, what you do and what attracted you to public service and uh, specifically community
1: health centers. Well, thanks first for inviting me. It's great to be here with you guys. I love the energy of this group and your leadership, so thank you. What's attracted me to health centers for the last 20 years is that they attend very carefully to the disparities we see in health outcomes. Um, We were founded on a mission of trying to reverse racism and poverty. We obviously have a little ways to go on that, but health centers focus very carefully on people who have less good health and try and make changes in within our walls and outside our walls.
2: So Lori, thanks for joining us. And it's really You're nice welcome. to see you here in yep. person. Great to be here. So PHC is a federally qualified health center. What exactly is that? And how does it differ from a nonprofit healthcare clinic or even a for-profit healthcare clinic?
1: So federally qualified health centers, it's a federal designation. It began in the sixties during the war on poverty under the Johnson administration we receive a portion of our funds from yours and my federal tax dollars and we have some very clear guidelines we have to adhere to differently from the private sector or other healthcare including having a board that's primarily consumers of our services so that makes us that much better none of our services can be denied based on a person's ability to pay and we also have to collect a lot of data around quality outcomes to ensure that we're providing great care
0: Can I just go back to that? So your board makeup is of patients, essentially. Right, right. How big is the board? Our
1: board currently is that we have a 12-member board, have up to 13 board members, and we have 80% of them are consumers of our services. Oh, fantastic. I I didn't know that. Yeah. It's actually a requirement that it be more than 51%. We just exceed that significantly.
2: So are there other... FQHCs in Missoula and in Montana?
1: No other FQHCs in Missoula. Um, and I think you mentioned this, we are an unusual model. We are attached to the county. We are attached to you and us at the hip, which makes us that much better. In Montana, there are 16 other federally qualified health centers. Huh. We are the largest.
2: Not surprised.
3: Well, and, w- and one term that gets thrown around a little bit. Uh, Lori, that I I believe is something that PHC has embraced is this notion of team-based healthcare. Could you talk a little bit about what that means in the context of PHC? Uh, Because many folks might think, well, what healthcare is not team-based, but I I guess you could just be freewheeling out there (laughs) and not working together. What does that mean from your perspective?
1: I think a lot of healthcare is not team-based, actually. What it means from my perspective is that we build teams around patient priorities. And that's still exceedingly unusual in healthcare, that you as the patient, Dave, are the expert in your life and in your needs. And we build a team around your priorities, sharing with you our expertise, whether it's medical expertise, dental expertise, behavioral health expertise. We also have pharmacy on site. So we share with you what we know. You share with us what you know about yourself and what you want and need. And we hope to build care around your needs. So has That's that worked exceedingly out well? That's unusual. Uh,
3: how does that work out in practice? Uh, any Works challenges or uh, with that no, model? We n- no, we have no challenges. Oh, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think so. <laughs> right answer. Uh,
1: we, You know, I think that it's a dance. It's a dance all day long. We have people who come in to partnership either physically or by phone or video who have relatively simple lives and can afford their housing and food and have people They can call when they are lonely or need support and we have people who don't have all those Supports available to them. So partnership constructs a team that Attempts to meet people on
0: many different fronts Folks also. I mean it goes both ways because maybe as a as a patient or potential patient You don't realize that you're worthy of the team because I I mean do you, what do you expect of your healthcare team, Dave? Or how do you how do you approach?
3: Well, I've ne- You I've don't n- think
0: of it as a team, or no? How, I yeah. I actually
3: don't. I I have some reason to have to go to the doctor, a physical, whatever. I I rarely, for better or for worse, think about. Uh, I, I hope that uh, there's a, a team effort brought to bear on this. I, I mean, may, maybe in the back of your mind, you hope that there's other health professionals out there uh, lending assistance of some sort. But it, yeah, I think
0: fun. that's really yeah. interesting, and I want to think like more holistically. Health. I mean, I think we've
1: all experienced the hierarchy of healthcare, and we are used to oh, going yeah. in and seeing the expert and the experts to tell us what's wrong. And often that still happens. And, and it's very myopically It's focused, never yeah. worked well. It definitely doesn't work well with chronic disease. And yet we continue to ascribe to this, you know better than I about my body. So what should I do about my body? And then we wonder why patients are, quote, noncompliant.
2: Uh, and at PHC, it's not just physical health that's being taken care of.
1: No, because we're not just physical. We have emotions, we have mouths, we (laughs) have sometimes pharmaceutical needs, we have social needs, we have housing needs. So I think that's the really unique thing about health centers and certainly PHC is there's nowhere in, in Missoula where you can go and get medical, dental, behavioral and pharmacy care all in one building. All at one location and those professionals interact all day long with the patient at the center of that So back to the team-based question So that we're not thinking about parts of bodies But in fact humans that reside in the society and have all sorts
0: of opportunities and challenges And even in just the, the physical space that a person lives in like you wouldn't know that if you have mold or what have you going on um, that's uh, in the the room that you live in or the home that you live in Um. It's, uh, yeah, it's easy to separate those and forget uh, how that impacts your health or your family's health. And
1: if you thought you had the right to have that ameliorated, right? There's just a lot of power issues around health and health outcomes and health care that we don't typically talk about, but that are pretty important.
0: So this is something that I don't really understand. What's the, the formal relationship between PHC and Missoula County and describe PHC's financial independence and economic sustainability
1: yeah that's a great question it, i think we have a pretty good understanding by now it's called a co-applicant the history of partnership health center some of you may know i'm i'm newer to it and had to learn it from from the reading that i did and from people like you guys the county applied the health department uh, applied for this funding many years ago our current uh, budget is 44 million a year approximately $5 comes from the federal government directly in the form of a grant. We take no county tax dollars or city tax dollars. It comes from patient revenue. We bill all insurance companies. That's a sort of misconception in this community that you have to be uninsured. We see Blue Cross, Blue Shield. We see Pacific Source, Co-op, Medicaid, and Medicare. And that's the preponderance of our funding.
2: But if people roll in who have nothing...
1: We see them. It's fantastic. We see them. Yep. We we love seeing people whose lives are difficult, and we love seeing people whose lives are a little bit easier. Um, and Juanita, back to your question about co-applicants. So we, we are county employees. We just don't use county tax dollars to pay our employees. And we have a, a 501c3 board, so a nonprofit board. And then also the county commissioners provide oversight to our hiring practices. They sign off on the budget. Ultimately, but our board has to have complete control over hiring and
0: firing the executive director. Right. Okay. Thank you. Let's, let's
3: talk a little bit about the geographic breadth of, of PHC. So many folks are familiar with your location right downtown at the creamery building, but you also have clinics in Sealy Lake, at the food bank, uh, over at Lowell school. Mm-hmm. What's the thought of, uh, of being dispersed in that way? Or are you reaching different, uh, I'm assuming trying to make it convenient for folks who might be needing partnership health services?
1: Exactly. So we've set up sites in Sealy. As you mentioned, That's where the only healthcare in Sealy. We see 105 percent of that population which i think is because of the summer visitors wow so wow, we amazing. see every <laughs> everybody who needs healthcare, and celia it looks like we're seeing ah, right? okay i'm sure there are people who come and go but but uh-huh. when you do the counts and then we have the clinic at lowell as you mentioned um, that was originally a school-based school focus now we make sure that the kids and teachers are taken care of but we're facing the community and it is as you suggest dave to be easier to access because it's more proximate to where people have needs. Same thing with the food bank. People come in to get food, but they can come upstairs and be seen for medical or dental reasons. We're also at Willard School Hmm. with behavioral health and we have a great and very popular presence there. Some of those kids have tough lives and families have tough lives and we want to make it very easy for them to get uh, extra help. Well,
3: something that I'm super excited about, and I I bet our listeners uh, may or may not have heard of this, is the community care team Mm -hmm. and just what that provides by way of additional outreach to members of our community who might otherwise find it difficult or in some respects maybe impossible to to get the sort of services that PHC has. Mm-hmm.
1: That was a brainchild of a, a number of us, not just partnership but also the county and city came together as we realized that the numbers of homeless people were climbing in the area and I think we're uniformly concerned about their mental and physical health and well-being. And so the community care team arose out of that conversation and to ensure that people who are living out of doors have easy access to nursing care. We have a residency program at Partnership called Family Medicine Residency of Western Montana. And we have residents going out who are physicians to make sure there's medical care available. We also are working to get all of those folks housed. So it's not just about uh, health care, which is so critical, but also about moving people on the continuum to become fully housed. The community care team is funded through ARPA dollars. Um, we're using that to help people who've been uh, poorly affected by COVID and many other barriers.
3: And for those of you who have uh, not been following the COVID pandemic for the past two years. <laughs> uh, ARPA means uh, American Rescue Plan. This this was a lot of uh, dollars that the federal government has dispersed to states and local governments across the nation. So I, I guess on any given day, uh, uh, what is that? What does the deployment of the community care team look like? Are folks certain days of the week going out into the, uh, to the community to engage folks, or?
1: And again, that, that uh, was a community effort. So th- at its inception, it was meant to coordinate a number of different groups. So there's the hot team out of the Pavarella Center. The Open AIDS Alliance has a team. There are a number of people who are trying to help people living out of doors. And the, the uh, impetus behind the community care team is to rally all of those forces, bring them together, use ARPA funding, and really provide better, seamless, continuous care. So daily, there are people making contact with folks who are living in safe outdoor spaces to ensure that they know we're here. If they need more care, they can come to partnership. They can go to the emergency
0: room. So is community care team like a larger umbrella and then homeless outreach team is on the ground engaging with folks who are experiencing houselessness or need help? And if someone needs medical assistance, then they go find the community care team member. I I don't quite understand the, like the, how it
1: Well, and the community care team by the way just got started about 2 weeks ago. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so yeah. <laughs> just so you know that. <laughs> okay. Just just beginning. And I think if you ask me these questions in about 3 months and 6 months we'll have different answers, but its intention was to coordinate it wasn't to supplant any of the good work that was happening but rather create a systematic way of ensuring that every single day People who are living out of doors have access to conversations, health care, medical care, social care as needed.
2: So I think we're, speaking for all of us, I think we're really proud of some of the steps we've been able to take Mm -hmm. in terms of helping people who are living out of doors. Two really big ones, we created the Temporary Safe Outdoor Space, and then we partnered with the city in the alternative campsite. Mm -hmm. So instead of people being completely off the grid, they're in safe spots with things that all humans need the community care team are they going to visit the temporary safe outdoor space and the alternative campsite
1: both of those yes right. yep they're visiting both of those on a very regular basis again along with our partners in the community and also working with msu school of nursing there's just a lot of people involved who want to make a difference and we didn't want it to be uh, uncoordinated so that some days there'd be five different groups showing up and on tuesday there'd be nobody
2: yeah. that's great well, Lori, I have a question for you. I've been longing to ask someone who really understands how healthcare works. So reportedly, we in the United States pay more for our health care than any other group of people on the earth. And even so, we are not at the on the top in terms of outcomes. We are, our life expectancy rate isn't good. Infant mortality isn't good. Our rates of chronic disease are terrible. And yet we pay so much money. So if you got to be the boss of it all. If you got to figure out what our healthcare was gonna look like in the United States so we had better outcomes and paid less money, oh, what, what, what would that healthcare system look like?
1: Great question, asked by many. My answer, and I think well supported by uh, evidence, is that the investments in this country are uh, misdirected. So we spend money in healthcare on imaging, on expensive surgeries, on all sorts of elective types of issues rather than taking the healthcare dollars and investing them in social care. So if you look across western Europe, if you look at Canada, if you look at all countries that have chosen to invest in both social and health services significantly, approximately 35 to 40% of our gross domestic product in any of those countries developed is equal. What we do in the United States is we take all the money that would have gone into early childhood, would have gone into social services, and we use it for high end health care costs. So we get very little out of it. So those maternal. Because uh, we're hitting
0: the problem so much way later, too, too late where in the game. It's so expensive yeah. and
1: irreversible, really. Yeah. So you're treating people after they've had years and generations of poverty, uh, racism, lack of housing. We're not able to graduate from high school because of things going on in their families. And we understand very well, it's not, the data's there. We just have to make different policies. If we invest in early childhood education, kids arrive ready to learn at kindergarten. If they're ready to learn at kindergarten, they graduate from high school. If they graduate from high school, they have better health outcomes. It's very simple. It's a really, we just don't do that. I don't know if it's because of lobbies in the country around hospital, the imaging folks. Is that Pharmacy- just uniquely American, though?
0: If you, if you think about like, the, the history of our country and culture, rugged individualists. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. You like to blame, blame people will, yeah. for their <laughs> problems?
2: I'll pull myself up my own bootstraps. Exactly. Right. It's like a story we meniscus. like to tell ourselves,
0: <laughs> but it's not true.
1: I, I don't actually, I think that's why. I mean, if, again, if you look at countries who are making better decisions, they're still investing the same amount of dollars, they're just investing them differently.
2: The same amount of dollars, same amount of yeah. dollars
1: per capita. Yeah, yeah. So we're, yeah, we're spending a lot of money on healthcare. We're spending not a lot of money on social care. Mm.
0: So what are some of the things you wish the community knew about PHC?
1: Um, There's so many things. Uh, I think that, back to Josh's question, that we somehow have been taught that we are mouths, bodies, emotions, all living independently. And yet we all know in our own lives that... um, our happiness, our well being is very affected by all those factors. So, the fact that um, PHC is an integrated health system with medical, dental, behavioral, and pharmacy is critical. And we take care of 16,000 patients. That's greater than 10% of the county. Mm-hmm. While a high percentage of our patients have uh, live on limited means, uh, a significant portion have lots of resources and choose to come to the best health care in Missoula. Um, And it's the
0: best healthcare because of this team approach. I
1: think it's team. We hire really well. We, with support of the county, we pay fairly. We create a really inviting culture where employees get to express their opinions and make changes in their workflows because they know how to do them and we in leadership don't necessarily.
2: But just sort of throw this out, I think the presence of residents when I've been there, there's this uh, very active. I wouldn't say youthful, but there's a there's a, an energy there mm-hmm. that isn't, you don't run into that, and in, I've never right. run into it in any other healthcare context in, in Missoula. Yeah,
1: I'm glad you pointed that out. I mean, it's a very vibrant culture. Some would say chaotic, but I don't think it's that. It's really energetic. It's very learning-oriented. There's constant, we do a lot of education. The residents do a lot of education. The residents provide about 45% of our visits now at this point. And again, those are physicians. They're physicians who are specializing in family medicine. So they're at the top of their game. Two or three physicians are often involved in a visit. So it makes it very invigorating to be there.
2: Also I also really like the aesthetic, too.
1: The, yeah, it's uh, open. the, the beautiful space.
3: Yeah, it's yeah. A really nice it's space. almost yeah. as nice as this conference. Almost room. as <laughs> nice as 199 West Almost. <laughs> almost. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Josh, why don't we tag team this next sure. one? I, I'm, I'm going to uh, default to something that I know very well, and that is having a glass half empty. And then you can, <laughs> you can follow up with the, uh, the uh, uh, opposite of that here. So, uh, Lori, what, what are some of the things that most frustrate you in, in the work, uh, the important work that you do? And, and are there any solutions maybe that you see as addressing some of those basic frustrations in, in, in your work?
1: The things that frustrate me most are the payment system for health care mm-hmm. in this country. That's a hard one to change. But I will say we are not paying for the right things, as I said before. We need to pay, put more money into primary care, which is what we provide, and less money into the very expensive services that, you know, don't prolong life significantly, don't improve health outcomes for uh, babies and moms. You know, there isn't a lot that frustrates me beyond that. I love working with the county. I think our county partnership is wonderful. I think working with the health department, which is public health, and partnership, which is community health, working with the residency, um, those, those are all really good things. They make our work life more complicated, but much more fruitful. Mm-hmm. So I don't get very frustrated. Okay. That's
2: great. So in your time at PHC, what are you, what are you really proud of?
1: I am proud of being part of a group of people that are very much driven by the mission of health equity. You feel that all the time. We do staff surveys fairly regularly to find out where our staff is in terms of its engagement. And that's always the number one reason people are there. I feel very proud of the integrated care we talked about. I feel proud that we talk about racism and poverty on a very regular basis and look at data through that lens. The two things I'm really proud of, too, of our staff is that we use data increasingly well. And so we look at data to see how we're doing on any number of health outcomes, diabetes, hypertension, depression, smoking cessation, body size, immunizations for little little kiddos and for adults. And we have been increasingly known both in the community, regionally and nationally for how we disaggregate data and look at how different subpopulations are doing, whether it's trans members of our society, whether it's Native Americans, and looking at how their health outcomes differ and what we can do about that. So we have created a patient family advisory council of transgender patients and also one of Native American patients. That's still really unusual. It's sort of shockingly unusual because those subpopulations, while comprised of individuals, have a very different Ask of us that we don't know how to meet unless we listen. So I'm really proud of that. And yeah, proud that we're developing national recognition as a very innovative, progressive health center. I'm really proud of this community talking about race and equity issues of equity, the city, the county partnership, a number of other entities are meeting on a very regular basis to look at what's in the way of all people experiencing high levels of health and well-being. And we're really unusual as a community. So I I feel really proud to be part of that. I'm proud to work with you guys, quite honestly. I truly am proud to work with the county. It's the county, I imagine, county co-applicant health centers tend to have a tough time and we don't because we have this very collaborative relationship with the county. And I think the county, the health department partnership, and the residency are all very committed to improved health for all, and that's a rarity. So really appreciate that.
0: Thanks for saying that. Yeah, that, we're that means really a lot. proud yeah. that
2: PHC is part of the county.
1: Yeah, we feel lucky. It's a it's a really wonderful partnership, and I think uh, works well for on in both directions.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. That's Wait, so how does PHC work with All Nations Health Center?
1: Like we do with other health entities, we work very closely with St. Pat's and All Nations. So Sky McGenty, their executive director, CEO is wonderful. We talk on a really regular basis on what they're up to, what we're up to. We both are hiring community health workers, as is St. Pat's, we're working on that concept. We are looking at community organizers. We've had community organizers together to look at empowering people so that they're able to make changes in their lives. So it's really back and forth all the time. We check in with each other.
0: Oh, it's great to hear. So, yes, before we wrap up, give us a a great book recommendation or nugget of wisdom that you'd like to share with us and our listeners. I'm rereading
1: two books for a second time. One is The Overstory. I don't know if you've read that book. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And the other one, we now have an internal book club, so I'm rereading that, and it's Cutting for Stone. Oh um, my goodness! Yep, yep. Bergese. That, that was Bergesi. that was like fifteen years ago. It's I mean, a beautiful. Or early two thousands. It's a beautiful yeah. book that looks at the impact of society and medicine and the interaction of the two. Uh, most of it takes place outside of the United States, but some of it's here, and it's really compelling. Page turner. Wow.
3: Okay. Great. Thanks for that. Thank you. Thanks for joining us, Lori. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you.
0: such an honor and pleasure to have you with us, Lori. Thank thanks. you.
1: Thanks for having me. It's great working with all of you.